0: The time is here. Florida State plays the Louisville Cardinals today when you're listening to this. And we're going to tell you what's going to happen. Ready? Let's get to it.
1: You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Locked on Seminoles. First of all, thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host today, Dave, uh, and I have right here with me, Drake. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Just excited for basically what I've, we
1: discussed earlier this week is probably the most confident we felt about this FSU team heading into a very important matchup in ACC in, in Louisville, Kentucky.
0: <laughs> that's exactly right. We're here to talk just Louisville today because that's the matter at hand. This feels like a more important game than it probably should be. I think um, I think people pr- people probably forget how this feeling feels. To obviously to be two and zero that hasn't been happening in a while, um, but to feel confident in an ACC road game against a team with a quarterback that we all thought was going to be one of the best in the conference, I had this marked down before the year. Man, as a guaranteed loss. Um, don't feel that way anymore. I don't think a lot of people do. How are you feeling about this game right now? Just high level.
1: High level, I feel like this is a game that we should win. And I feel this is a game that I can confidently say that we're gonna probably win this game by right from anywhere from three to ten points. Yeah. Um I haven't been able to confidently say that about this FG team against anybody since I don't know, twenty sixteen maybe overall. Like to me, this is basically this is a talented Florida State roster going up against a team in Louisville that can't stop the run. Spoiler alert, we're very good with the run. And this is something that if we so long as we can make Millie Cunningham stay out in front of us, I think basically we can win this game. And it's either going to be a three point win or we might blow them out by 20. But to me, the only options I have right now are win and win. And even if we lose, if it's a
0: close loss,
1: I'll be upset. But it's also the fact we're back. Like I feel this team is different overall at this point.
0: Yeah. I said that on yesterday's episode where obviously I don't want to lose this game. I want to win this game and every other game. A loss in this game, though, wouldn't feel catastrophic. It wouldn't feel to me, unless we lost just in the most embarrassing fashion, it wouldn't feel like we're at a lesser place than I thought we would be before the season. Because again, you tell me we're going to go two and one, I'm taking that every single day. Um, But yeah, a when a win here feels like it could be one of those, not necessarily program defining because this isn't, it's not like we're going to beat Alabama or anything if we do win this game. Um, But this is an extremely important game for this team to win because it just feels like one of those matchups where like, do you know what I mean when I say all the stars feel like they're aligning for a certain result in a game? Yes, I do. You're being lame, but I know what you're saying. Like we're coming off a bye week. We're coming off a big. We're coming off a big win week one and another win week two. This is not a familiar feeling to the players on this football team. Uh, at least those that haven't transferred here, or it's it's. It's new territory for Mike Norvell here. It's new territory for the players. It's new territory for us to talk about. But Drake, you alluded to it. We are at this moment the number one rushing attack in this country. That is right. It is Florida State number five. Not on PFF. Oh, okay. Number one. Then number one. Um, That's not (laughs) Louisville's run defense isn't ready for this rushing attack. It's funny because last week I said my key to the game or our last game I said run the damn ball. um, And that, and that should be good enough to win. That's not what happened. Jordan Travis went out there and lit the world up with his arm. And it, that, that was reassuring because now we know we can do both. Um, This should be a game where you can pick your poison on offense. I would think Louisville doesn't do anything well on defense. Um, You heard from Dalton when he came on earlier this week from locked on Louisville saying that there's the players are there. The personnel is there. If it is, it's, it's, it's not showing up in the results and the statistics. This this should be a game we're on offense. We we can and should do whatever we want and shouldn't be behind the change, chains, right?
1: It, and I agree with that. Also, folks, this is basically, you're not getting a full-form episode here. This is going to be like a 10, 12-minute thing that we're going to basically be doing every morning of every single game day. We yep. started last week with the LSU game. With Louisville, we're going to basically be doing this as well because like I agree with you, Dave. I think primarily it's is going to be where I think the uh, Tresha Ward and Trey Benson and Lawrence Telfield are going to be able to name the amount of yards they're going to actually yeah. get on this on this rushing uh defense for Louisville because it's bottom 10, bottom 12, I think, in the overall in the country per advanced metrics. It's not a good, it's not 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 good at all. And then also with the secondary for Louisville, they're they're they're, they're talented, they're decent, they're really rotational. But like we said before, I think Jarvis Brownley is going to be someone I'd be to watch out for because he's going to be very, very emotional for this game. So I think basically you go towards where. He's going to be out, so I think more that we need to look more towards how our defense is going to be able to contain Willie Cunningham. And quite honestly, that might be just not playing contain. And what I mean by that is maybe like we understand Jared Verse, elite pass rusher, leaves a lot to be desired when it comes to you know holding contain. Yeah, just don't maybe just don't ask him to do that. Maybe just send him after the QB and let basically Tatum Bethune (laughs) and Kaden Deloach clean clean up for him overall. Because Tatum Bethune, like I said before on 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 the last show. Was an 82 and run defense against uh, against Louisville last year before he got hurt. So to me, let the linebackers clean up, play a lot of zone, and let them and keep everyone in front of you. Because the main thing I don't want to see, I don't want to see another streaking two two out wall s play from one of their wide receivers because the wide receivers
0: aren't really that good. Yeah, absolutely. Just. To to close the book on our offense against their defense, just keep this in mind. This should give you all the perspective you need. Jarvis Brownlee is Louisville's highest graded defender. I, I mean, if if that's your highest graded defender, really, Jordan Travis should be able to have a field day through the year. Our running back he's should not, be. Able... He's not that bad.
1: He's not that bad.
0: Come on, I'm not saying he's that bad, but his coverage skills aren't exactly great. Um, if that's your highest graded defender, I feel really good about our chances to do whatever we want on offense. Um, God, you got to think we're, we're scoring just early and often in this game, trying to set the tone. Um, but on defense, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. The, The, the only way Florida state realistically, I think loses this game. Not that like we should get be guaranteed to win, but I think the scenario where we lose this game is Malik Cunningham just plays like Malik Cunningham and we can't do anything about it. Yeah, you can't. If you can't contain him, he's going to run the ball and he's very effective at it. Um, he's not an effective passer, so if you can force him to pass, you can shut this Louisville offense down with relative ease. Um, the ease is overstated because you have to shut Malik down to do that, but again, this linebacking core is a lot better than it was last year. Um, this defensive line should, at a minimum, be able to stop their, their, uh, traditional run game so like you said if you can spy him with a linebacker or something like that and just keep him inside the pocket you should win this game this is not this shouldn't come down to the very end this shouldn't be a coin flip you contain malik cunningham or limit him like syracuse did i was like yeah
1: yeah yeah. well syracuse actually has also has a very very good defense but i think maybe the word is limit him because Mm. i don't think any defense out there can contain malik cunningham from (laughs) Yeah, honestly, Georgia probably might be the only team because they actually have monsters along the defensive line. I will say that Fabian Lovett did say you know, on Twitter that he actually probably is a lot healthier, should be okay for the game. I w- Like I said before on Thursday, I wouldn't be surprised if you see heavier rotational pieces like a Jared Jackson, a Louisville transfer, coming in to spell him. Also, yeah. Malcolm Ray, we saw him a little bit against LSU. Quite frankly, that's what we we're, were asking about at the game earlier, that why is he in there? Maybe they kind of had a feeling that Fabian Lovett was a little more hurt or a little more I guess banged up than we want it to be then also let Joshua Farmer too get some spell there too so to me the depth for the defensive line will be fully on display in the middle and to me this is going to be a game where you limit Willie Cunningham because you can't contain him but you limit him and basically let the clock run out on their chance to win this game
0: 100% and one of the things that I've heard criticisms of about this defense this year so far is that like for example the secondary hasn't been overly opportunistic in terms of creating turnovers. Here's the thing that's going to come and that needs to come in some, to some degree at some point, but what they've done a great job of is keeping things in front of them. If you don't let things get behind you, like against LSU, for example, it's really, I mean, it's really, really, really hard to methodically march your way down the field consistently throughout the course of a game. So if this defense, like you said, can limit Malik Cunningham, keep things in front of them, not allow those explosive plays that Louisville has been known for over the past probably decade now. The only way they've been successful too. It really is the only way Louisville has been successful. Limit the explosive plays. I do think you're going to see this defense able to do that. Limit Malik Cunningham, bother him on traditional passing plays. I definitely think you'll be able to do that and just do exactly what we have been on offense. Let Jordan Travis shine. That's your formula, right? I
1: agree with that. So Dave, before we actually get out of here, give me one player on offense, one player on defense that you need to basically be. They need to be the X factor, the MVP for the team to win the game.
0: Yeah. On offense, it's Michael Pittman. I, I, I truly don't think Florida State fans appreciate the dimension that he's added to this offense. He is exactly what Jordan Travis needed as a safety valve over the middle and intermediate. It's turned Jordan Travis into a better player and passer. I think he's the X factor on offense. I think we'll look for him a lot. On defense... I mean, it probably is Tatum Bethune, right? Like, he's been super effective while he was at UCF throughout his career against Louisville. He is our best linebacker so far this year by a lot, and he's one of our best defenders. Um, If he's able to keep his eyes on Malik Cunningham and keep him from breaking free and just rolling down the sideline, I, I don't see how Louisville is able to beat you by just marching the ball down the field.
1: I actually like offensively Micah Pittman, too, primarily because I think we're going to see a lot more of those jet sweep, like baby Debo kind of plays. You see with the 49ers right now with Debo Samuel. Yeah. So I think Micah Pittman's going to be mine, too. I'm going to say DJ Lundy primarily because like you can see for run defense, he actually has improved really well. You see he's a lot more athletic. He's a lot more lean, like slim Lundy he's looking out there. To me, he's going to have to spell Tatum Bethune out there in the middle. So, you kind of need both of them in tandem to work out really well. So, mine is going to be DJ Lundy's X Factor on defense.
0: Yep, that's a fair pick. And, you know, a lot of people have criticized us at times for being too optimistic, which, if you listened to us last year, is an incredible thing to say about this podcast. But I must it, say, it's, it's only been the past few weeks that we've been like that. So, I right, like listen. exactly. Just let us enjoy it. We're optimistic because of what we've seen, and you should be too. And I think we're going to have reason for optimism at midnight tomorrow or tonight. So, Drake. Anything to add about this Louisville game before we let everyone out of here?
1: Don't be surprised if you if we go down seven to zero against Louisville, and primarily because I say that because Scott Saffield in two straight games has owned Adam Fuller. Now Adam Fuller is a code DC now. Randy Shannon, there's still still some times where the Louisville is going to be able to scheme some players open and hit an explosive play. Don't panic. I know all the time that basically we see the first big play to happen, we're going to start panicking. Also, I wouldn't be surprised if Jarvis Brownlee has at least one pick, because the way he plays, it's very similar to Travon Diggs. He's very aggressive, but he also gets burned because of how aggressive he plays the game. So to me, don't panic at the first time, because right now this is a better football team, a more talented football team. The only reason UCF didn't beat Louisville last week was bad coaching decisions, bad play calling, and quite honestly, they don't have the athletes to keep up, keep up with them. We Not only do we have the athletes, athletes to keep up with them, we have the athletes to outrun them like a track meet.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think, like you said, play within yourself. I'm very interested. One thing I'm really going to be watching out for is how these this coaching staff is calling plays, how aggressive exactly they are. Are they going to call a conservative game and just try to be the better team on the field? Or are they going to get aggressive and try to set the tone early and try to just put them away before they have a chance to recover? Very interesting to see. We're about to find out. I think we're going to be 3-0. and Drake thinks we're going to be 3-0. and Thank you, everybody, for being here. Drake, you want to tell them where to find us and get us out of here? I'll let them know, but first, folks,
1: we're going to beat them 31-24 to 24 because that is a way that it crumbles. But please don't forget, five-star reviews, either our podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast from. And also, we are on YouTube, so please like this video down below, hit the subscribe button at the tippy-tippy top, and ding the little bell so you know when new content drops immediately. And, folks, we do this every single day because we love and support y'all. And let's go win a damn football game.
0: Yes, thank you for being here. 38-27, that's my final score. I'm Dave, that's Drake, and this was Locked On Seminole. Take
1: care, everybody, and take the under for goso fate day. <laughs>